Bokatov, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirem and Dafyomi. We are now on Ndarim Davav Amur Aleph, picking up from the dispute between Abai and Rava, but Yadayim Shein Mochichot, or what we have referred to as ambiguous Yad, and whether or not it's effective. And uh, picking up uh, from that discussion, which we really did not complete in yesterday's podcast, in the previous podcast, uh, we find the following challenge to Abaye. Meitive, Abaye who claimed that Yadayim Shem Ochot Havim Yadayim. Harezu Chatat, Harezu Asham. If you point to an animal and say this is a Chatat or this is an Asham, Afapishu Chayav Chatat, V'Asham, even though you are otherwise obligated. You were Machal Shabbos, for instance, or something, where you Chayav Chatat, Lo Amar Klum. The statement is meaningless. But if you say Harezu Chatati, Harezu Ashami, this is my Chatat or my Asham, if you are otherwise obligated, then it works and the hafla is, is valid, which means you need a yad mochiach. To you Abaye has been challenged. Rabbi would answer that that opinion is the expression of Rabbi Yehuda, who, as we have already seen in the case of Gitin from the Mishnah and Masachet Gitin, Perak Mishnah Gimel, claims that yad she'en mochiach is nothing. But Abaye previously had said, or we had we had conjectured on behalf of Abaye that his opinion would even include that of Rabbi Yehuda, and he would say that Rabbi Yehuda has a special demand in the area of Gittin, but we don't know what he would say in other areas. The answer is Hadarbe that Abaye reversed himself and said that Rabbi Yehuda indeed would disagree with that position, and what we know about Rabbi Yehuda in Gitin, we would apply everywhere, and Rabbi Yehuda holds that Yad she'en mochiach lo yad, and therefore you have to say harezu chatati. Now, we go back and review something that we did on the previous Amud, Elalema Rav Adamar Rabbi Yehuda, so shall we say that Rav's opinion is expressly and explicitly that of Rabbi Yehuda and not of Rabbanan? The answer is, Rav would answer, Anadam Yafil Rabbanan, what I'm saying, Rabbanan would agree with, the only reason, the, the only case where Rabbanan expressly said, explicitly said that they do not need a yad mochiach is in the case of get. Because there is an inevitable context about get, where you because you cannot divorce another person's wife, which means that the context in get is not circumstantial as it is in Adarim the person you happen to be talking to or pointing to, but rather it is inherent. Therefore, the Rabbanan do not require anything more. But the rabbis, Rav would argue, do require Yadai Mochichot in a normal case. Now, we get, and from here to the end of this uh, piece that we're doing today, will be a series of questions that, as we will see, is not answered and uh, is not resolved. And therefore, I quoted at the bottom of the page, I quoted the Ran. Uh, who brings the Psak Halacha in these cases, a series of questions about whether Yad, it's not about Yad Mochiach, Yad at all is valid in other areas of declaration. Some related to Hafla, some not, but all of them that require some sort of a declaration which identifies um, a particular object, and the question is, whether an abbreviated format is, is valid. Boy, Rav Papas, or Papas' first question is, Yesh yad the Kiddushin alo. In Kiddushin, does yad work? What does that mean? Hechidami, Eli madamar la li isharet and kudeshetli, you went up to one woman and gave her money and said, and kudeshetli, v'yamar la chaber tavat nami, and he gave another girl money and said, and you too, subshita, no Kiddushin, that is Kiddushin, that's not a yad. 
because he said, I'm giving you Kedushin, and you too, and you too means the same thing that I gave her. Rather, the case is a little bit nuanced from that. He comes up to one woman, gives her money, and says, And then he pointed to the, the other girl and said, And you. Question is, what does and you mean? Does that mean ve'at? The conjunction vav means and you too, you're also married. Maybe what he meant was you see it, you watch it, you're aware of it. Not as a witness, of course, but what does he mean? So parenthetically we ask, and this question really goes to the next three questions. Since one was Papa unclear whether Yad works, about a daf ago when we began the discussion about Yadaim Shen Mochichot, it was Rav Papa himself who turned to Abaye, his colleague, and said, since when does Shmuel hold that an ambiguous Yad is valid? So obviously Rav Papa holds that a Yad is valid. His only question is the level of clarity or ambiguity. The answer is, No, he was not asking about the halacha, he was asking about Shmuel's opinion. He said, I know that Shmuel accepts Yadaim. I don't think he accepts Yadaim Shen Mochichot, and that's why I'm challenging Abayit. And he would certainly say, Yeshal the Kiddushin. I'm asking halacha, does Yad the Kiddushin work or not? All right, so that was the first question. It was not resolved. Second question, Boy Rav Papa, Yeshal the Peah or Enyad the Peah? How about designating a corner of your field for peah? Now, keep in mind that peah has a shear, and the shear, even midoraita, it's called shu, midorabanan, it's one-sixteenth of the field, has to be left for the poor. Now, the circumstance we're talking about is when you designate a patch, and that patch is already enough. Here's how we go. That patch is peah. That patch also, again, like we had nami. That's perfect peah. If he pointed to one patch and said, and you pointed to another patch and said, and that one. Now, parenthetically, uh, before we examine what he may have meant, what the alternative meanings to Vahadein might have been, we have to ask a larger question. So in other words, because our assumption is, as the Ron points out, that the first section was already 160th. In other words, you've already given enough Peah. Because otherwise, it would be clear as day that the second patch is part of Peah, because you haven't yet given Peah, or enough. So therefore, you're saying that patch, a hundredth of the field, and that patch too, and that's your payah. But if the first patch was already enough, then if it's possible to give more, then theoretically you could give your whole field as payah. Is that true? Does payah not have an upper ceiling? The answer is in Vatanya Minayin Shimrotzal Asod Kol Sadeo Payah and this is support. Hatanya here Benichuta. It supports to say, how do we know that you can make your whole field payah? Tamulomar Peat Sadecha in verse number one on the page. Do not cut the corner of your field as if the two words put together is peat sadcha. The corner of your field, meaning the whole field, could be a corner. So now, back to, now that we know that it's permissible to make more than one sixtieth, and even as much as your entire field peah, the question is: Do we say that because peah is compared to korbanot? Look at pasuk number two on the page. 
which is three psukim together about Nidre Hekdesh and about the Isur of Baal Teacher. And if you recall from the sugi and the first chapter of Marsh Masachet Rosh Hashanah, we went through each one of the terms in that pasuk and identified what kind of offering or gift uh, is included, and it included even leket, shikha, peya, which may not be delayed, just like a korban. So since peya is compared to korbanot, ma korbanot yeshlam yadav peya yeshlam yad, so I can argue that just like a korban can be declared via yad, the same thing with peya. Perhaps there's only a partial hekesh, which means a hekesh, a juxtaposition, only for the context that it's given, which is the Isra Valta Acher. But for other things about a Korban, Yah the Korban, we learn from elsewhere, perhaps we cannot apply that to Peah. So that's the question. And parenthetically, the Gemara points out where is the juxtaposition of Peah to Korban? God will seek it out from you. Perhaps the illusion is there is to imach as in amach, the things that you give to your nation, or mimach, the things that are taken from you, that you that are part of your field. In any case, like a chikhopea are included in the Yisur Baal and juxtaposed to Corbin. Right? So that question is asked, and by the way, again, there's no answer. Third question. So first was Yad the Kiddushin, second was Yad the Peah. Third is Yesh Yad or any other tzaka, or tzaka. And why is tzaka so appropriate here? Because it's also found in the same pasuk, as we will see. If you pointed to one coin and said, that coin is for tzaka, and that one too, you pointed to another coin, that is tzaka, that's not a yad, that's tzaka. You pointed to one coin and said, that coin is for tzaka, and then you pointed to the other one and said, and that one. Do you mean, and that one also for Tzedakah? Meaning, I'm going to spend it. That one's going to be Tzedakah, and that one's also going out. But not necessarily for Tzedakah. And you didn't finish saying what you were going to do. And that one for groceries. You just didn't finish saying groceries. How do we, uh, what do we do with it? The answer is, the answer is it depends on whether we accept again the Hekesh of, of Korbanot in the same Pasuk. Tzedakah is also compared. You have to keep everything that comes out of your mouth. Zut Tzedakah. That's Tzedakah, something that you pledge with your mouth. Just, just like so therefore, since staka is compared to korbanot, then just like korbanot has a yad, staka has a yad. Maybe the comparison is only for baltacher again, like we had previously. And now we have what seems like a fourth question, but it's really a subset of the third. What about disowning a field, making it hefker? Does a yad work? Uh, here again, we're not going to ask. It would be the same circumstance. You point to one patch of land and say, uh, and then you point to another patch and say, again, you didn't say Nami. So now, um, that's the same question as Staka. So the answer is, no, what we're asking is a subset. In other words, if you answer in the affirmative to the previous question, why? Because we don't make a half juxtaposition uh, inference. In other words, once the two are juxtaposed, staka and korban, we, we compare them for all purposes, not just for baltacher, but also for yad. Right? Then hefker, miyamrin, and hainu staka. Do we then say hefker is really a form of staka? 
in which you're disowning something. The Mashani Tztaka, Tztaka Lachaz Yalanim. Perhaps they're different because Tztaka goes to a set a subset of the population. Well, Hefker, Hefker is for available for everybody. So therefore, we leave that question. And, of course, none of these questions are answered. Not Yad the Kedusha, not Yad the Paya, not Yad the Tzaka, not Yad the Hefker. Now, Ravina comes along and two generations later and asks a fifth question. Now, it's clear, important to clarify what this means. If you have a building that has been designated, and let's make life easy, designated and already used as a privy, as a, a WC, um, then you can't bring tefillin in there, you can't bring Divya Kedusha in there, you can't say Divya Kedusha in there, even if the place is clean. Now, what happens if you designate a place, but you designate it via a yad? Is that enough of the designation? If you point to one building and say, that'll be a Beit HaKisei, point to another building and say, that one too, that's easy. That's, again, like we've had throughout the questions, whenever you say, and that one too, you mean the exact same thing I said before, that's not even a Yad. Again, the same proposition where you said, that one will be a Beit and that. What does that mean? You mean, and that one also Maybe, again, like we had with Staka, that building will be a Bedekisei, and that building, you didn't finish saying, and that's going to be a library. You didn't finish saying. So, But that means that Ravina accepts as a given that identifying or designating a building as a Bedekisei already makes it a Bedekisei, and therefore the only question is, is a Yad enough to identify it? But the Ravina asked the question, What if you identify a building without a Yad, explicitly, and say that's a Beit HaKisei? Is it a Beit HaKisei? He's made a Beit HaMerchatzma, and he asked the same question about a bathhouse. If I say that's going to be used as a bathhouse, and I identify it as a bathhouse, can you go in there, into that building, before there's any water there, and anybody who's bathing in there, and walking with your tefillin? Can you say Divrei Torah in there? Can you give Shir in there? That's a question. Um... So Zimun Moel or Zimun Moel. So Ravina already asked the question: Does uh, does planning it or or identifying it work or not? So the answer is Ravina He was asking one from the other, meaning he started with the second question, the one that we know from elsewhere: Zimun Moel or Zimun Moel. Does does designation work? In advance of actually using it as a beta kisa beta merchatz, and then in tinsoma yesh zimun. If you say that designation works, yesh yado ein yad. Does a yad work or not? And the end of the entire sugya is tibayle, which is again, as I mentioned, the first year. Nedarim has its own lexicon in the phrasing of masachet nedarim. Tibayle is what we would call teku. The question is asked and it's not answered, and that's how it stays. So if you take a quick look at the ram that I put at the bottom of the page, he says, "Ulinyan halacha." Here's what we do in practice: bikidushin nekitina mechumra. We act stringently. The yad. In other words, if a man gives a girl kidushin. It says, at and then gives money to another girl standing by and says, Ve'at. Then we consider her married to the point that she would need to get. Because our answer, our question wasn't answered. You have a classic case of Safek Doraita. Right? The Rashba wrote regarding Payan uh, Staka, that we also go Lechumra, came in a Salku B'Teku, because these, the Gemara ended up with Teku. Now that's a little bit difficult, because normally, when it comes to Suffolk moment, we go Lekula, and this is a financial debt. Okay, 
Right? And then the Ron goes on, if you take a look at the Ron on the page, and it discusses this particular issue. Um, and uh, the, interest, the, the interested uh, reader and student will uh, pursue it further. In any case, in the next podcast, we will pick up at the um, next comment on the Mishnah, and continue until at the end when we will complete our study of the first Mishnah. Everybody should have a wonderful day.